Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. I want to welcome you back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz and talk about getting gritty today. I'm a little under the weather, but that doesn't stop us from showing up, from doing the gritty things and making things happen. So that crackle in my voice that you might hear, that's the grit coming out today. So let's give me the grace and let's celebrate all the glitz. And I couldn't imagine a better guest to be here and glitz that we will be celebrating with her, especially with her new book launch coming out on February 21st. Danielle Cobo, let's talk. She is a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager. She is renowned for empowering individuals with grit, resilience, and courage to thrive professionally and personally. She has over 15 years of corporate experience. She knows how to build high-performing teams, increase sales, productivity, and employee retention. She's propelled her team to the number one ranking, even amid the upheaval of downsizing, restructuring, acquisitions, her commendable leadership earned her the regional manager of the year. Her resiliency is motivated to earn four consecutive national sales excellent um, awards. She is a best-selling author of Unstoppable Grit and hosts the globally top-rated podcast, Unstoppable Grit Podcast podcast by Danielle Cobo. And how crazy is it that we have her on our show today? We both share the grit and resiliency to get through hard stuff. Danielle, welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Oh, I am so excited to be here today on the podcast. Oh, well, we are so excited to have you. And this is just such a safe place where we take people that want to just go from not good to great, from great to phenomenal, from phenomenal to extraordinary. And I know with your unstoppable grit, your book just talks so much about that. Before we even dive into some of the questions that I want to ask you today, let's talk about your book because this is an exciting time for you. Tell us a little bit about it. Give us a teaser. Let's start to make sure that we tell people what's coming, coming down the path for them. Yeah. So the book is Unstoppable Grit, Break Through the Seven Roadblocks That Are Standing Between You and Achieving Your Goals. And I am, what inspired the book was a series of events that took place in my life where I felt like I was lost and confused. I had tied my identity to my career and my paycheck and my job title and through a series of exercises and events, I was able to really define what success means to me. And so in the book, each chapter is a story from corporate professional story, then the lessons learned through that journey, and then how can the reader apply it to their life? So in the book, my hope is that people learn how to define success on their own terms. They learn the five-step framework to adapt through change and adversity. They learn how to build a magnetic personal brand so that career opportunities are being presented to them. And they learn the steps to prevent 
and recover from burnout. So it's really designed for the professional working woman who's out there who's saying, I want to have a successful career and I want to be present at home in all areas of my life. Wow. Wow. I mean, get your copy now. Who doesn't want to know about that? Who doesn't want to be better at that? I think we're all striving in this crazy rat race of life sometimes with all of the to-do lists, with things going a mile a minute with, you know, everything from homeschool association to trying to manage, you know, marriages and careers and success and everything else in between. Never mind trying to find the time for your own self-care. So perhaps, Danielle, we start here. Let's unpack this. Can you share with us a story where you've really had to use grit and resilience in your own personal life and really how that catapulted it? Maybe it's a story that's in the book or a story that's not. Yeah. So one of the stories that I share in the book is this experience where I had hit burnout rock bottom. It was 2017. My twins were born. So I have twin boys. They were born six weeks premature, premature. And I remember I was, my water broke. I was rushed to the hospital and for an emergency C-section, and we didn't know the genders of what we were having. So it was like this excitement of, am I having boys? Am I having girls? Either way, I just wanted healthy babies. But I remember them pulling one out and it was like, it's a boy. And then they pulled the other one out and they said, it's a boy. And I go, really? I thought I was having girls. <laughs> I thought I was having girls. But I remember that moment when I looked over and one of my boys was blue. He wasn't breathing. And so... There was five nurses, one doctor on each of my boys. They were rushed to the neonatal, uh, the NICU. And I didn't get that experience of holding my babies for the first time. In fact, I didn't see them for an hour and a half because they were rushed to the NICU. They were put on breathing. They were put on um, feeding tubes. They were hooked up to monitors. And I was so exhausted from the surgery. I was just completely out of it. And they ended up spending 17 days in the NICU. And that was a pretty traumatic experience for me. I was definitely uh, watching them what's called desaturate, where they would forget to breathe. And so you'd have to unwrap them and you'd have to tickle their feet a little bit so that they would like wake up and remember to breathe. And they were in feeding tubes. So they weren't, we were kind of doing feeding tubes while teaching them how to, how to suck out of a bottle. And um, it, when it, when it was exhausting, I wasn't producing. It was just, it was an ex exhausting experience. And just two weeks after they got out of the NICU, I was so sleep deprived because I would take an hour and a half to feed one, an hour and a half to feed the other. And then I would get an hour break. And that was round the clock. And my husband had gone back to work full time the day that they were released from the NICU. So I was trying to do this. I had support from my in-laws. They were living with us at the time. But these two little babies, they wore out four grown adults and we were so exhausted. And it was one of those moments where I was so sleep deprived. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't eating. I wasn't hydrating. And I remember walking through the hallway one day and all of a sudden I collapsed and I was rushed to the hospital. And when the doctor looked at me and he said, okay, you have gallstones and you need to have emergency surgery. We need to remove the gallbladder. But right as he's telling me this, I look up at the TV and it says, breaking news, category five hurricane headed to Tampa. And a couple minutes later, get a call from my husband. 
He's in the military. He's a Black Hawk pilot for the army. He gets activated to move the helicopters from Florida up to the Northeast. And so I looked at the doctor and I said, I can't have surgery right now. I need to go home and take care of my babies. Like, I don't have a husband that can can be there. He's now activated. And the doctor looked at me and he said, it's not a matter of if you're going to have gallstones again. It's a matter of when you're going to have it again. So I rushed home. I called some of my friends. We boarded up my entire house. We bought an overpriced generator on the side of the road because there was everything was out. There was no gas in the gas stations. All the food was gone. Um, all the generators had been purchased. So we, we bought one for $1,000 price gouged off the side of the road. But gratefully, we did because we lost power for four days in the middle of August in, or no, September during the extreme heat and humidity of Florida. And one of my boys' heart monitor was hooked up to the generator to make sure that his heart was beating regularly. And... That was the moment where I had hit burnout rock bottom. I mean, you look back and you unpack like that moment. And right now you can say it and you're like, okay, I've come so far from that. And you have these beautiful boys who are super healthy and all of that. But you think about in that moment, all of those balls in one bucket and really establishing grit during that time being like, I don't have a choice. It is survival mode right now, literally for my baby, for me, for my family, for the state of Florida at that point. Right. Like there was no choice. To there be was like, no choice. Hey, listen, I can go, I can take this in any other way. And, you know, I know that's where, you know, the unstoppable part of your grit It's being willing to go those extra measures, to be able to willing to like really defeat it. And because you've had those experiences, you know, what you've been able to overcome and now help ultimately help your clients with. Yeah, it was definitely experience where I, I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking, I was so dehydrated. All of these events ended up piling into postpartum, severe postpartum depression, where I would sit at the dinner table every night, five o'clock and would burst into tears. I was so sleep deprived and I was so anxious for the nighttime feedings that we ended up, I remember one time I was rushed to the hospital again because I was so dehydrated. I wasn't keeping food down. Um, that I remember laying in the hospital and I was calling nighttime nurses and doulas to see if they can help with the feedings overnight. I basically spent their college fund within the first six months because they didn't sleep through the night for six months, the first six months. And, and it, that's when I learned the importance, that whole phrase of, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like I keep going, keep going. Absolutely not. I disagree with that hundred percent. If you want to be at your optimal performance, you want to have the mental clarity to succeed and go after yes. what you want. You need sleep. Yes. And it's so part of like that whole encompassing wellness thing, right? Like sleep, stress, focus, like, and so many people are just like, you know, disintegrating because of those things. So I love that you spend the time there and, you know, you are so successful and you are so ambitious. Um, you know, any tips that you have for us of like how you keep it all together, because, you know, you and I met and we talked a lot about like, you're running here and then you're doing this training event and then you have this, you know, speaking event and then you have an event on Saturday and you have two young boys and your husband has a busy schedule. Like, how do you keep it all together? Because I'm sure there's a lot of women or in men that are listening to this right now who are saying like, huh, oh, 
I need some of Danielle's secret sauce because she seems to have it all together. And how does that actually happen? I know even this up until this week, you said you had a lot of balls at the end of the book being released, right? Like we all get there, but what do you do? What are some practices that you put in place? Yeah. So, um, a year I'll share this a year later, my husband deployed for an entire year. So my twins were one and a half when he deployed. So he was deployed between one and a half and two and a half years old. I was still leading a team for a fortune 500 company and I had five States. So I was traveling 60% of the year and I was a primary caregiver for our kids. You know, it was me making a lot of the parenting decisions and then all the responsibilities around the house. And I remember that when my husband first told me that he was going to deploy, I remember saying, I'm going to have to quit my job. Like, there's absolutely no way that I can do this. I'm going to have to quit my job. And I remember this moment of feeling like I have, I've worked so hard to get where I'm at and I loved my job at the time. And why would I quit on myself before I even got started? Mm. And that was a moment when I kind of just realized that anything in life, take it one day at a time. Mm. So often we get so focused on the destination that we lose sight on just celebrating the milestones along the way. And so one of the things that I had, one of the things I look at when it comes to creating uh, balance in life and I know everyone has their own definition of balance, but is to be very intentional with your time. So I knew that when I was going to be traveling, I, it was important for me. I either wanted to be there to wake my kids up or be there to put them to bed. Mm. And I knew I wanted consistency in their life. So sometimes, you know, we had a full-time nanny. So it definitely, if you are trying to juggle a lot, Ensure that you have a support system that's there to help you. I had a full-time nanny. I had my in-laws that were helpful with me. Um, there was times where I flew my parents out. If I had to, if I had to be gone for a national sales meeting, my parents, I'd fly them out. It was all hands on deck, but I really learned during that time, the power of having a support system. If I don't want to be spending my weekends cleaning, I'd rather be spending my weekends with my, with my kids and having, I work really hard and I'm, my weekends, I want to spend with my kids. So I invest in a housekeeper. Um, if that's something you can afford, absolutely do it. Um, you know, have something to look forward to on your calendar at all times. I always have something fun to look forward to. So if I am having a week that's exhausting and I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed, I know that I have something fun to look forward mm -hmm. to with my kids. This weekend, for example, we're going to Legoland. I want to get out of the house because I know if I'm just hanging around, hanging out with them around the house, I'm just going to clean and and just tidy up and organize things. And I'm like, no, 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 I need balance. And that means going and spending quality time with my kids outside of the house. And if the house yeah. is a mess, it's okay. It's yes. okay. Give yourself yes. grace. Yes. Yes. I, and that's exactly what this podcast is about. The grit and the grace, right? Like you can't have one without the other. You can't always have unstoppable grit, right? Like at some point you need to give yourself the grace and be like, listen, I just can't be as gritty as the sandpapers I want to. And it doesn't mean you still don't have it within you. It just means you might not be able to give it outward at that time. Because if we're not soothing what's inside, how do, how can we be gritty to the outside world? So I love those suggestions. And they're practical. They're real. Outsource when you can. And if you can't afford it, find a way to barter with someone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, someone that's, you know, 
you know, uh, you want to get your hair done, but you can't afford to go get it done, right? And you know someone that you'd love to get your hair done with, maybe you sell something that he or she needs, right? Like just get creative. Because I know I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't have the money or I don't have the resources to do that. So uh, I just can't. And I'm like, yes, you can always find a way. I will forego my nails before <laughs> foregoing my, my housekeeper. Yes. To me, for somebody to come in and clean my house and after a long day of work and I come in my house and it's clean and it's nice and I can actually sit and relax, I much, preferably, I much rather have that than if, if finances were challenging, I much rather have that than getting my nails done or something along those lines. So I think it's important to really real, recognize prioritizing your finance, finances on what's going to best serve you and, and giving you the life that you want. Um, I would also say set boundaries. So my friends and family know that between the hours of five and seven 30, I most likely will not answer my phone because that is my time with my kids. It is hard enough as it is. You pick them up, you take them home, you cook dinner, you feed them bedtime routine, homework. And I'm trying to squeeze it between five and seven 30 because they're, they're six. So they go to bed at seven 30. And, and so I, I am very intentional about putting my phone in the other room. I most likely will not answer the phone. I have an Apple watch. So if it's an emergency, I can see who's calling on my, on my watch, but that is my time with kids and it's okay to set boundaries. There's a yeah. lot of times where people want to, you know, have conversations after work and it's a work related conversation. And I'll say something along the lines, like absolutely happy to answer that particular question. Let's jump on a call tomorrow, um, during the day. You know, yes. you can say things like I'm absolutely willing to help you or to answer that question. And let's schedule a time between this time and this time, because yes. I am not going to work all day. Then have be my kids. Then, um, then, you know, husband's looking, he wants attention. And then like, where's me if I'm serving everybody else, but I'm not filling up my own cup. Right. And so what I hear you saying in that message, and this was, you know, an area that I think we're going to touch upon today is it's okay to say no, it's okay to set up those boundaries. It actually makes you better. And it's hard to do it first, especially if you're a recovering yes person, right? We've all been there before, right? Those first couple no's are like, daggers to the heart, right? And then they become more easy because you recognize that it's ultimately making you serve that person better. And it, again, to your point, it's not no forever. It's not no sometimes with a period. Sometimes it needs to be no with a period because it doesn't serve you. But other times it's a no semicolon. We can talk about this tomorrow. I have a confession. I never say no. So here's my trick. I say yes and Yes, I'm happy to help with that project. And I have, I'm working on a time sensitive project right now. Can I work on it next week? Mm. Or, or do we, or can I, do we need to reprioritize the projects and the one that I'm working on right now? Do you want to reprioritize it to something later? Or can I recommend somebody who can help you right now since you're, this is also a time sensitive Ooh. project? So like my one. two words are yes and mm. bam. Yes. And okay. I think we can all, I think we can all repeat those to ourselves, right? They say you repeat it three times. You own it, right? Yes. And right. And the, and may be again, outsourcing it to another location, giving that person even more value because you know, someone that's going to be able to serve them even better. All right. So let's end today with just how you give yourself grace. 
how you fill your soul like with grace and how we can leave the audience like today to just for today. That was just something that I go by, right? Just for today, I'm going to focus on this kind of to like to your point before, right? Let's not worry about what's going to happen Sunday or what's going to happen in three weeks from now. Not that we don't want to have goals and vision and outlook and you know what I mean? But let's, let's just focus on today, especially when we feel overwhelmed. So how do you give yourself that grace? And then anything you want to leave us before we sign off from Grace and Glitz. Yeah. So I have a confession to make. My kids did not do their homework this week. And I gave myself grace on it because right now, this week I've been running my business. I've been on nine podcasts. My husband's sick. One of my kids is sick. They've both been throwing up. And my vet's been, my cat has been in the emergency vet for three days straight. So I have been running around trying to handle the household and it's been a lot. And I remember last night I was so exhausted and I looked at my son and it was, we were, we had about 10 minutes before bedtime and we hadn't we had so much homework to catch up on. He's sick. So is it really going to be a deal breaker here? No. And so I just remember going, you know what? At the end of the day, I know what he needs right now because he was so tired. Like me trying to push homework on him would have not worked at all. That would have been a battle and it wouldn't have been effective. Yep. And he would have been complaining and it just wouldn't have been good. So I just messaged his teacher and was like, hey, you know what? It was a difficult week. Here's what's going on. Like I'm the one, you know, he's more than willing to do his homework, but I am the one that made the decision that right now we're just going to give ourselves grace this week and we're not turning it in. And if the teacher has a problem with that, oh, well, he's sick. Yep. I'm okay with yep. it. I will stand by that decision because it was, we are so exhausted. We were just so exhausted this week trying to run around and, you know, getting home really late because we've been at the vet really late. And you know what? I love that grace. And you made an executive decision, right? And all in all, like at the end of the day, your kids are sex, right? Like, it's not like you gave yourself grace to like, go make sure that someone had their like major medication. You know what I mean? For the day, like in the big scheme of things, guess what? Your kids are going to be a-okay. And look at the lesson that they're learning, right? By not saying, hey, listen, we're never going to do it or it doesn't matter. Like, you're just like, hey, listen, we have to reprioritize. So they're learning such invaluable lessons from you as a mom. Danielle, as a woman, like, you know, face to face, I know you and I are movers and shakers and making things happen and, you know, growing, you know, helping build our own families and other families and other entrepreneurs. And I just love being connected with you. I love your, what your book is going to be about. I cannot wait to get it in my hand and talk about it and just get it out there to the universe because you have such a special gift. And I just want to commend you for everything that you're doing, for reminding us to have the unstoppable grit, but also being so real today and reminding us of the grace. So as we close out today, let's go out and be gritty. Give ourselves the grace that we deserve and need today. It looks different for everyone. But celebrate the glitz. Maybe it was something that happened this week, yesterday, or is going to happen next week because of the time and effort that you've put into it between both grit and grace. Signing off here from Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all-new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.